I have a difficult uh, subject. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is that a lot of people past couple of weeks came to me and asked me about my sermon. How is it going and how is it doing? And I then felt overwhelmed by it. That's the good news. It is such an honor to do, to do this. It's such a blessing to do this. It's a privilege to talk to you. And I now know that the, the job what Pastor Doc is doing is very tough. Oh my God, it's tough, it's tough. And I will tell you why. Because while I was preparing, there were a lot of distractions, you know, like, oh, by the way, I was nine weeks busy with this. <laughs> nine weeks. And I had a lot of distractions. Distractions in, yeah, family, the kids, Michelle leaving the island, church, takes activity around, and work. So it, it did cost me a lot of energy to keep focus, keep focusing on what I have to prepare, what I have to uh, speak. And I have one thing now is that I have kind of like a rest and peace in my heart that I can speak. I, I'm, uh, this morning, I wake up like, oh, nothing happened, you know, drink my coffee. Uh, I was not nervous, no anxious, not anxious, anxiety, say good, yeah, anxiety, nothing at all. Now comes the bad news. The bad news is I wrote 13 pages. And my slides are like, 37 slides. If I talked at my work, I can keep talking for almost two hours. <laughs> so if it is too long, just wave. Yeah, it's too long. <laughs> that is my imperfection. My imperfection is I want to do things right. I want to do things that good. I want to do things put my effort in it 100%, 110% to get the right outcome out of it. So a few things in life are perfect, the struggle that we have. Slide. Oh, sorry. I'm modern. I have this thing. Oh, yeah. I will say it to you, Ian, because uh, the reception is not that clear, but I have this also. Oh, modern. A few things in life are perfect, the struggle that we have, if any. Do you remember the sermons of Doc and Angelo past years? The sermons of Angelo and Rick talking about the gospel, good news, last week, and some weeks ago, Angelo about the gospel, good news. We had the men's breakfast meeting, talking about the writing of the Bible, we have the sermons of Pastor Doc about the books of Hebrews, talking about hold fast, keep running. We have the sermons of Angelo talking about his love of hamburgers and the agape love. Also the sermon of Angelo talking about the armor we have to wear. And now Pastor Doc, Doc is doing the series about the books of Ephesians, the one new man. 
All these things come together. Slide two. But we have our struggles, if any. And I will do, if you have your uh, outline here in the bulletin, I have like four examples. No perfect people. I will begin with, there is no perfect people. I'm struggling with this because I think I'm doing things perfect. I tend to see imperfectness of all that is around me and we can make it the I pluler. You know, plural is mere fault. Because I am not the only one that is struggling with this. We all have our things, our faults, our, fa our failures. We are imperfect. Slide four. There is no perfect church. Let me know if there is one. I will go there. I will visit it. I want to really look for myself if there is a perfect church. Because we are imperfect. Churches are made up of imperfect people like you and me. That is one example. Slide five. There is no perfect product. It's a nice one, this one. Slide six. You know, we are bombarded with a lot of commercials. Here, white teeth, white teeth, white teeth. Only teeth. To have the perfect teeth. I did have the perfect teeth. In my imperfection, I wanted to have the perfect smile. Slide seven. And white teeth. So I wore braces for almost three years. Oh man, uh, I had the, I was not fortunate. No, 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 because of scheduling problems, let me say that. Because of scheduling problems, uh, they started in November with my braces. So what happens was, is that around Christmas, I couldn't eat all those sweet things. I couldn't eat. So, but I wanted to be perfect. Oh, by the way, the kids helped me with, uh, you know, if the stuff all right. It's old, old pictures. The point is that we are driven by commercials that what we have is not perfect enough. So we want more stuff. Buy clothes because they wear out. Buy new cars because they break down. Oh, mine fixed, Rick. Mine is fixed. Thank you. <laughs> there is no perfect husband. Next slide. Even in a marriage, there is a match between a husband and a wife that makes them complete. But in that struggle of completeness, in the marriage, there is imperfection. Slide nine. So, while I was preparing for the sermon, I came across this. Never criticize your husband's faults. It may have been those little imperfections which stopped him from getting a better wife. Whoa. <laughs> So I was like, hmm, God talked to me in a strange way. Personally, I struggled a lot with it. I had also to accept there is no perfect wife. In my stupidness, how much I tried to reprogram my wife to, in my opinion or my eyes, 
make perfect. Guys, don't even try it. I know, been there, done that. So that's why I have this one. If a man says he will fix it, he will. There is no need to remind him every three months. Mariela did it for... <laughs> Mariela did it for three years, but I have made a kitchen, you know. I put together a kitchen by myself. I don't have the proof, uh, picture of the kitchen. But talking about the kitchen, I want to thank Thomas because now I was talking about prayers and Thomas said, I will surely look at your sermon this coming Sunday. And hi Thomas, hi Sarah, hi Tom, hi Bob, hi Rosia. They're all back to Holland. And he said he would help me but he never came. But he said this, you can do it, Yanto. You can do it. So I did it. So actually, I can pull this off. I said that three, three months is not for me anymore. <laughs> uh, and I think also my wife had to accept that there, there is no perfect child. Next slide. If they are small like a baby... That is a whole other story, you know. They are perfect, snuggling, you know. You have the love, uh, you have the warmth of the baby, the smile, it's so perfect. But the moment they reach the second year and learn how to say no, there all the problem starts. And it doesn't end till they leave the house around their 18th year. So you have a lot, you have a lot of years. So folks with little children, they do leave one day. So kind of like encouragement. Slide 12. The urge to improve, to seek or make things perfect. I'm coming from uh, IT world. And it is a continuous cycle of making things better. I think, no, there are engineers here in this building right now. When we create something, we have like a version number, like version 1 is the final one, and then like version 1.1 is like the revision, you know? A revision of that product. Slide. So what I do in my daily work is I look, I stare at those lines of codes. It's a language to make a program, to create things, to create a product to work perfectly. You cannot read it. It's really small, but it's, but it's lines that I have to look at it every day, every, yeah, if I'm busy with it, then uh, especially if I work like this, then, I, then you know that I'm thinking of a code, how to solve a thing, how to work this function, how to do things. Slide, next slide. And there is not one of it. I have like three different codes that I have to think of to write and have version numbers ready. But these things are not perfect. If I run a program, for example, then I think, oh, I forgot to do this. So then there is a revision. Next slide. Next slide. So we have this famous thing like a payday, say, a cyclist. 
plan, do, check, act. It is a continuous improvement thing to make things better. So in my work, I'm bombarded with terms like ETL, Prince2A, Agile, Scrum, ISC, DevOps, Secco, ServiceNow, CVNP, EAP, Isaka, and a lot more. I can name a lot more. All to establish a PDCI cyclist, plan to check act. And even in those phases, those little phases here, plan, do, check, act. There are PDC acyclists within it, the PDC acyclists. So it's not never, never, never perfect. It's not working or it's, we can make it more better. How crazy that is. But if you read the book of Genesis, God is perfect and creates perfect stuff. In Genesis 1, verse 31 says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So while I was reading the Bible, I said, Oh, wait, stop. Mm. There is no revision. There is no pedicia acyclus. There is no making things better. There is no Mariella version to it or a Bob version to it. We have like a unique Mariella, we have a unique Bob, we have a unique Marco, and we have a unique Fera. Nothing after that. Nothing. No PDC acyclus, no version numbering, no meetings about OPEX, CAPEX, KPEs. It is simply good and need no change. So good. So good is it. Kept me thinking. Slide 17. What are the perfect things in this imperfect world to function? And I will go further in the sermon. We have there four, four things that are perfect. If you with me within the bulletin, I have named them. And I've also put there the scripture readings of the scriptures. I have good news there also. The ones that doesn't have a Bible, I have put the text here in. So you don't have to look in the Bible. I have put it all here on the screen. There are four things. Next slide. There are four things in life that are perfect. Of four things that are perfect. We have the perfect scripture. Slide 19. Psalm 19 verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The law of the Lord is perfect. And we underscore the word law. This is the law of the Lord. Law is the word of Torah, and it means divine instructions. The Bible is good, God's book of divine instructions. Underscore perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, and that whole and that whole and complete mean. That means the Bible is perfect because because. It is the law of the Lord. It is perfect because 
because it came from the one who is perfect. The fact that the Bible is perfect means nothing needs to be added to. In fact, we are warned in the Bible not to add anything to it or take away anything from it. Slide 20. Because in Deuteronomy 4 verse 2 says, You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you. Oh, what a powerful text this is. Not add to the word. So there is no version 2 or a version 1.3 to make it better. Maybe a translation and maybe a better word for the uh, modern time, you know. But there is no uh, change of text. That thing is just perfect. Not to add, not, not add to the word. If you go to the next slide, Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. Everything that I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take from it. So, not add to it or take from it. The Bible is very clear on that. First, uh, Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. And there comes the warning in Proverbs, next slide, Proverbs 30, verse 2. Solomon tells us, do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Whoa. Powerful text. And then in Revelation, what will come to you? Next slide. From Revelation 22, verse 18 to 19. I warn everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plague described, described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of his pro this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the whole city which are described in this book. So everything has an answer. There is a question and there is an answer. The, the scriptures are complete, whole, perfect. Nothing needs to be added or taken away to make it perfect. Because the scripture is perfect, it will never lead us astray. Never deceive us, never lie to us, never mislead us. It will always tell us the truth. Never lead us down the wrong path. It will always lead us down the right path. It will always lead us in the right direction. You don't need all those ology stuff, you know, psychology, physiology, ology stuff. I call it ology stuff. <laughs> that we study our work daily with. Better yet, better. It plus all those ology stuff. So if you don't have these things, this, this perfect thing, it is difficult to function. The word of God and the word of God alone is all you need to know how to live for God and do His will in your life. What the perfect scripture we have. And actually a nice 
gift or a gift that we have to read from it. We go to the next slide. We have a perfect Savior. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the perfect, impeccable, blameless, flawless, sinless Son of God. And that is written in the books of John 1, verse 29, slide 25. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The next slide, 1 Peter 1, verse 19 says, But with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Clean, clean, clean. Without blemish and without spot. And we say in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, the, uh, slide 27, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What a powerful text this is also. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we go to Hebrew 4, verse 15. For we do not have, back, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Yet the Lamb of God without sin. So if we put all the scriptures together, it's referring to the Lamb of God, the Son of God. He is holy. He is the Holy Son of God. He is the Holy Lord of God Almighty. And then we say, hmm? slide 29, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in Holiness, awesome and glorious deeds doing wonders. And who gives the answer? Next slide. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like you, or our Lord. No one, nada, zip, zero, no one. Only the Son, only God. Holy like the Lord. Holy means perfect, different, separate, distinct, flawless, impeccable, set apart like no one else. Because we have a perfect, he never errs. He never makes a mistake. He will never disappoint, never let you down. He will always be our side. He will always love you. He will always on time, never early, never late. He will never forsake you. He never disappoints. He is perfect, the perfect Savior, the perfect Son of God. Then we have this, this, the third one. We have this perfect sacrifice. 
And in Hebrews 10, verse 14, says, For by a single offering he has perfected, perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Oh, the promise. Oh, the offering. We go further. We have a perfect sacrifice for sin because the perfect Savior was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. In the old days, in the Old Testament, I don't know how you say it, old days, Old Testament, the Old Bible, first Old Testament, the priest would make sacrifices for the sins of people, you know, like uh, butchering uh, cows, uh, sheep, goats, and bring it as an offering to the temples to sacrifice it for their sins. They did it for hundreds of years, thousands of years, decade after decade. However, none of those sacrifices took away sin. I will tell this also from my point, of, for my youth, where I grew up uh, in Suriname. My grandmother was a Muslim. And uh, every year, once a year, they have like this festivity, like they call it Idul Adha. And then when that happens is they, uh, they offer a cow or a whatever to have meat, you know. Uh, and they share it with the community. So I was always wondering why are they butchering a cow to, to share it with the community. And it was here that... Uh, that in this scriptures or in this text, I understood that those were the sacrifices of people that uh, bring their livestock to sanctify or uh, to, yeah, to sacrifice it for their sins. But then we have this in the next slide. For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of of the true form of these realities, I, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Perfect those who draw near. Ooh. Perfect those who draw near. Draw to who? And Hebrews 10, verse 4 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. Who could take away sin? None of these sacrifices ever, ever took away one single solitary sin. They were all shadow of the one who would come. That pure, perfect, spotless Lamb of God who is one perfect sacrifice, take away the sins of the people. Because we have a perfect sacrifice, nothing, nothing needs to be added to make it more perfect. No more sacrifice need to be made. No more offerings for sins need to be made. It was a once and for all sufficient sacrifice for every sin you have ever committed. And that's why we have the next slide, the perfect salvation. 
Oh, talking about the sacrifice. I was thinking about it to tell. You know, I love to cook. Shh, don't tell anyone. I love to cook. I love to prepare things because I love to do it with, with the people that I love to share it with. But when I cut the pepper, I complain. It's hot. The pepper is hot. It hurt my hands. Is that the is that the sacrifice of me? No. We should rejoice. Rejoice that we have cut the pepper. Oh Lord, the pepper is hot. The pepper is hot. The hotter the better, Lord. The hotter the better. Jesus didn't complain about the nails on the cross. Jesus didn't complain about the size or the measurement of the cross or the height. No. That is the sacrifice that he had done. And I complain about my pepper that is still hot. What I want to say here is that we, instead we complain, instead we, woo, 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 this is not good. Let us rejoice. Rejoice that we can cut the pepper. Oh Lord, thank you that we cut the pepper. Oh Lord, that I have a faulty knife that doesn't cut the pepper that good. Or uh, uh, onions that is uh, hurting my eyes. I can see. I, have, I need to wear glasses. And that is the, uh, for me, if you want to do it, yeah, do it right. You know, like, that is the sacrifice that I want to do. So that's why we, ha that's why we have a perfect salvation. We are completely, perfectly, completely saved. And Romans 8, verse 29 says, For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What the powerful text is this? For, and those who he called, he also justified. And those who he justified, he also glorified. We are so saved. Our salvation is so complete that God already sees us glorified in heaven with him. That we can sit and we can look forward to sit with him. God already sees us seated in heaven with him. 37. Because there in Ephesians 2, verse 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus. We have a perfect standing before God. Nothing needs to be added to our salvation to make it more complete. So, if I may say, I don't need to work that hard to make it complete, you know, to have that sacrifice or he has done it for us all. It is a gift that we have received. It's a gift that our Lord Father has given to us. The only thing that we have to do is, yeah, submit. And accept the salvation. 
We are now redeemed, reconciled to God, made new. The old is gone, the new is, has come. We are born again, born from above, born of the Spirit. If God be for us, who can be against us? It is God who justifies us, who can condemn us. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. He was judged for us. He took our condemnation and judgment. He took our sins. He bore our sins. He bore the guilt of our sins so we don't have to. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He who knew no sins, the Lamb of God who knew no sin, became sin for us. The Lord laid on him all our sins. The Lord shall see the travail of the soul and be satisfied. Because it is a perfect salvation, we have a perfect standing before God. Nothing else, nothing else needs to be done to make our standing before God more perfect. Nothing needs to be added to make it more perfect. We have a perfect scripture, a perfect savior, a perfect sacrifice, and a perfect salvation. Nothing needs to be added. What we do is, while doing these four items, we think that we have a perfect scripture. We praise the Lord that he sent us the Savior. We thank for him that he has the sacrifice. And we praise the Lord that we have the salvation. What a perfect gift it is for us. A perfect gift that we don't have to do nothing than to have these things in mind to remember, to grab, to hold on, to hold fast, to keep it near you, to help you focus. What we add is that we understand these things. We take them home. We use it in our daily lives. And we most importantly pray, pray for it. Pray that we keep hold of the scripture, we keep hold of the Savior, we keep hold of the sacrifice, we keep hold of the salvation. Grab it with your both hands and focus on it. Pray that we keep steadfast, pray that we keep focused, pray to be thankful, pray to worship and rejoice. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks this moment that we can remember those four things that you have given to us, the four things that are perfect, the four things that are a gift that we can work on it, that we can build on it, build in your kingdom, build in your body of Christ. Father, I thank you for all the people here in this community, all the people in this fellowship, that we together be as one, like Pastor Doc is praying or preaching about the one new man, that we as one new man in this body can function as one new man. But Lord, we have our struggles. Lord, we have our things. Lord, we have our moments of weakness. 
that we say, Lord, I go to my knees, I ask for your help to keep us focused. Keep us focused in all the challenges that are in this world, O oh Lord. All the challenges that are in this island, that we overcome them. Overcome them by these four simple things that are perfect. Read the scripture. Thanking for the Savior, O oh Lord. Thanking for Jesus Christ that he has come. Thanking for the sacrifice that he has given. And thanking for the salvation that comes out of the self-sacrifice. Father, thank you for this gift that we can rejoice in moments of weakness, that we can rejoice in moments of anxiousness, that we can rejoice in moments of difficulties. And look upon us and look with us and look towards us in love, O oh Lord, the love that you have given to us. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this preaching. Thank you for this congregation as a brother and sister for me that I can share it with. Thank you for this, O oh Lord. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.